Well, good morning, everyone. So glad to uh, be here. I know it's been several weeks since we've been here. We've There's been a lot of different things going on in our household, um, as well as yours. It's We, we all face uh, different challenges and different um, opportunities to grow. And um, some of those are just totally unexpected. Some of them we see them coming and... Um, I'm going to kind of share some tidbits along the way, um, this kind of journey. So some of this is going to be per almost everything we walk through is personal, but um, I I'm going to share some things that, um, I don't know, may, may may help you or speak to you in, in, in some way. But um, I want to first start off by, you know, you've got the handout there. You see the, uh, the, the, the title of the message or teaching, uh, A Sound Mind. And we, you know, if you're if you're not having any challenges in this area, um, I bless you. <laughs> but where I'm at spiritually and 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 things that are being released, uh, you know, I know we just came uh, a, a great great journey and thing in Brazil, and God did some incredible things there. Um, and anytime we go into new terrain. There's opposition that comes that's it's it, it, it's it's at a different different level now and I and I know some of the things I'm experiencing in in in, in the Lord um, it are related to that but then there's there's a lot of other things going on change wise that um, can really make things very convoluted and chaotic um, and that's just part of the it's part of our walk I mean uh, imagine. And we've all faced this, but I'm thinking about the Apostle Paul and that, that passage where, you know, he's being buffeted by uh, 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 the messenger of Satan. Uh, three times he asked for that, the, uh, that, that whole thing to be removed, right? And the Lord said, you know, I'm not going to take this away. You're going you're to go through. You're going to have overcoming grace, and you're, you're going to step into something new in me that you, you haven't experienced before. But we're always prone to want to be removed from the cup that is before us. Or, or as long as it's good, we, we welcome that, right? But when it gets kind of where you're facing opposition at a, in warfare, it for me, this, is, this has been a very challenging time. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna end it with positive, okay? I don't want to say all negative because you 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 take the negative and you turn it into a positive. There's been a lot of great things happen too, but in the midst of everything going on in Brazil and we had an emergency thing that just happened out of the blue with one of our pets that has extended over a three-week period. In and out of the emergency vet, just, I mean, it's been crazy in our household. And I'm, I'm going to spare you all the details, but, uh, and then, you know, I, I recently transitioned into a new job working uh, as a contractor with the federal government. So now I'm working in a new, <laughs> and it's can be very challenging, to say the least. So all of those dynamics going on and then our, our church going into new places across the globe in Brazil, the enemy doesn't like any of those things. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want us taking new territory, and he will retaliate. And some of this is just me. It's not all the enemy. I'm just saying in the midst of it, I'm living this sound mind teaching that I'm going to share with you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is a major challenge and I, and I know I know with absolute certainty everything that I just mentioned generically is happening so the Lord can work this sound mind in me in the midst of all of the things that I just mentioned and you've you've experienced this you may be going through this in some way or the other but last week in the middle of the our living room it was, I'm just going to describe the atmosphere, total chaos. I mean, I was total confusion. 
And we, we know those are indications of, of warfare. And, and I, I'm walking through there, and all of a sudden, the words come out of my spirit, a sound mind, a sound mind. And I'm like, yes, I need that. <laughs> I need that at this moment. And um, as intercessors, man, you went, is, is any of this making any sense? I'm, I'm sorry, kind of, I know I'm going to be kind of going all over. That's kind of the way it's been with this. To, to have a disciplined mind is what this really means in, in the midst of no matter what it is you're facing and, and being able to, to have control of that because it's a partnership with us and the, the, the pneuma. And we'll see this in just a minute. But th th that phrase came out of my spirit, and I'm like, you know, I, I knew I was going to be teaching this morning, and, I, and I've hung on to that all week, and when I had some time to study, I began to put this together. Now, I haven't really looked at this phrase or studied it that much until now. And based off what I told you, you can see why. <laughs> um, but for those of you that, that know, about three weeks ago, my, this was a routine thing that happened. We, we were taking in our 14-month-old our, our uh, pet, Daisy, to be spayed just a normal procedure right she goes in for the surgery and does really well comes home the second day and she's kind of sluggish from the surgery and that's to be expected um, and she's actually jumping up on the couch and we're trying to keep her from doing that because it didn't want to mess anything up on the inside because you can't see what's happening on the inside of an animal you just kind of have to kind of trust and let them let you know when they're ready to do things but we're we were hovercraft uh, parents here <laughs> and trying to keep her uh, from hurting herself and then all of a sudden the third day something happened and she just began to be very lethargic and just laying around and and just I mean just beyond way beyond the norm and we had no idea what was going on we thought you know we our minds started to kind of think well something went wrong with the surgery and so you know how your mind does in that instance and so one day passed and she she just wasn't eating and she wasn't drinking water and it just it just kept getting worse and worse and we were like what do we need to do here so we called the vet our local vet and said hey she's displaying these symptoms uh and they gave her some additional uh, nausea pills and things like that thinking that was what it was and so after two or three days of it Trisha you know in her it's about 20 years ago or longer she used to be a vet tech and so they check the gums on the inside of an animal and if they if you press it and the, and the pink comes back in very quick that's a good sign but if it doesn't something's terribly wrong and that happened and she freaks out you guys if you know Trish she loves animals she freaks out, and we, we scoop her up on a Friday night several weeks ago and take her to the emergency vet right off of uh, 75. Uh, this is all leading up to the sound of some mind. <laughs> and so we get in there, and it's four and a half hours later that, that somebody comes out to see us, and, and she's, she's in severe pain, we can tell. Her stomach's really bloated, and, all, and when they come out, they say, well, we can go ahead and get started. It's 2.30 in the morning. Um, and mind you, I've never had to use this before, so I had no idea that the financial, <laughs> I have no idea. So she says, we can get the blood work started in this for this amount of money. And I went, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. By that point, remember, we still didn't know what was going on internally. So she had seemed to be a little bit better. So we thought, well, let's, let's take her back. It's on a weekend. Maybe we can take her to our local vet. Uh, the next day because he didn't work on the weekends so overnight same thing she just continued to get worse and worse and worse and finally uh, we 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 googled another vet here right off of Knox Henderson the VEG emergency and that's exactly where we took her we walked through the door and immediately those guys are awesome by the way if you ever need this here's a they're awesome it's very expensive but that's just the way it is. They put an ultrasound on her stomach, and they said there's all kinds of fluid buildup, and it's just it's terrible. So we, we've, we need to hospitalize her. So that started a journey of, of, of something that lasted for several, two or three weeks, off and on, back in. And 
to make a long story short, they went in, they drained the fluid out, and then they wanted to see if it was going to come back in. So it started coming back into her body, and they said the next day Trish was there. She took off. We have to do exploratory surgery. We have to open her up now. So she calls me just, I mean, frantic. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine. I mean, this these dogs are kind of like our kids. Um, and so I'm at work trying to focus and <laughs> keep my mind straight and having a sound mind here, which I didn't at the time. And I said, she said, it's going to be this amount of money. And I said, just go for it. We'll, we'll trust the Lord to help help us find a source. <laughs> and what what's... This is not funny, but this is how the Lord prepares you. Prior to any of this happening, I had been studying and writing this new book, Waiting on the Fulfillment of God, and I was studying about um, some parts of uh, Elisha giving strategies to the Shunammite woman. <laughs> and it was so applicable because she's saying the creditors are coming and they want to take my two sons to be bondsmen. And she says, what do I do, Elisha? Can you, can you help me out here? I have nothing. I have nothing. And he says, okay. Very practical. He says, what do you have in your house? And even weeks before this started happening, we were starting to kind of look around our home and see what we can maybe kind of get rid of and maybe sell to make a little extra money, right? We had already started preparations for something we didn't know was really going to be happening. <laughs> so he said, she said, all I've got is this, this little pot of oil, right? And he said, okay, great. Go out to all your neighbors. Spare not. Find as many vessels as you can and bring them back. You and your sons come into this room, and we're going to start pouring that oil, that little bit of oil that you have in there. And it was the cruise of oil unfailing. I mean, it just kept pouring and pouring and pouring. And, and eventually, they ran out of pots. And so I'm like, Lord, this this is really amazing. So... I bring that up in the midst of this because I was definitely not in, in the, and I know this is an animal, but the principles are still true for all of us in our relationship with the Lord and what we do. And so all this money is starting to accumulate and all this debt starting to accumulate, and the Lord just kind of pinpoints some things that I need to do in order to make this happen. People stepped up to the plate. We didn't even have to ask them. You know, and you know, we, one girl at school wanted to, uh, set up a GoFundMe account, and we didn't even ask her. She, you know, and you know, Monica had offered to do the same thing, and so, or ask us if we wanted her to, and so we opted to go with the first person at school, and she set it up, and people started helping out, and um, I was just amazed. And then one afternoon, as as this thing continued to progress with the exploratory surgery, and um, she had to go through protein infusions to get everything. She was so dehydrated. It was, it was just, it's terrible that any animal or anybody would have to go through this. And I cannot tell you that I, I really didn't know how, how I could have gotten so close to an animal. I, really, I, I love animals too, but this, this, was, this, was, this was very challenging. And... I'm trying to bring this to a close, but there's so much there. Um, I forgot my thoughts. See, that's the soundness of mind, being disciplined to stay in the thought process. Yeah. Yes. So with that in mind, I was working, trying, doing my best to work and stay focused at home. Just out of the blue, the Lord reminded me of a source of income that I had, and it had been set aside. And and I didn't know, so I ma I made the transactions and got it all set up. And by the time we were able to take Daisy home, she was in and out. Things just kind of flared up. We were able, with the help of the Lord identifying that source of, of, of income and, and the other donations and stuff, we walked out of that facility with a balance of zero dollars. And I'm telling you, it was, it was a big, big deal. <laughs> well, well, let's just leave it at that. And I'm grateful 
for the provision of the Lord like the cruise unfailing and him preparing us. I didn't even I didn't even know that he was preparing us. This had not even been on our radar. I mean, it just unexpectedly happened because of a and it wasn't related to the spade either because our vet was like, there's no way this should have happened. So here's what happened. I didn't even tell you that. After they opened her up, they found a hole in her stomach that was in a very rare spot. It was on the backside near the liver, close to the sphincter where it empties off into the small intestines. And the, the surgeon there, when they found the hole, she came out to my wife and she said, this is hard to say. <laughs> She's got a 50 chance. And she lost it. <laughs> I said, well, that's 50%, right? <laughs> if we don't do anything, we know what's going to happen. She's going to die, right? Do it, whatever. So she goes in and she said, another thing is I've never done one in this, in this area before. I've, I've done others, but not here. And that's when Ru Ruby came and she was with Trish there. And they prayed and... You know, the, the, some people might think, man, you guys are crazy. How can you get so attached to an animal? Well, God protected the animals in the beginning, didn't he? He took them into the ark two by two. You know, we like to think he just took the people, right? But he took all the animals too. But um, So after the surgery was done, Daisy made it through it, and there was a critical three- to five-day period. They sutured up. They had to cut off some necrotic tissue around it and kind of loop it over and tie it up. She said, I did a great job on that. I feel like that's great, but now we have to see if that tissue is going to um, mend together and start to grow back and, and close up. So we were like, oh, boy. So by day three, we go in, we're, we're going in driving every day from, from, from home here, 20 miles back and forth, not sleeping much at all. And so on day three, we go in, and she's laid up in there. She sees us, and she opens her eyes, and... I mean, as soon as we open the door to see her, they rush in some German shepherd. He's dead. I mean, he's dead as a doornail. And I'm thinking, this place is just, it, it was a happening joint. And we're trying to, you know, see her dog just had major surgery. So she made it over that checkpoint. She made it over uh, another checkpoint. And to make a long story short, she's home now after two or three weeks and she right now is our miracle dog. She's up running around. She's jumping on the bed. She's even developed, <laughs> this is terrible, but she's developed this aggression toward the other dogs now. And now we're having to deal with that. And, um, but one of the unique things we're having to work with is her esophagus. For some reason, it had all this stuff build up in here, and it was inflaming her, her esophagus. It's not quite, the motility is not working like it should so we're having to feed her upright a liquid diet at this point so we're still believing for the that to begin to work and and and, and the doctors are as well so now I, I say all that story to say i had i did not have a sound mind in all of this i was a total mess you guys and i don't mind telling you i'm just gonna lay it out here and in the midst of it, God was still faithful to prepare us, speak to us about this. And I feel like there's a lot of things in here that we're going to look at where, where, this, where this term is used. So now, so I immediately started looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1. Now, the definitions of, of the word, uh, the sound mind, is the actual, it's the third word there. Sophronimos, uh, and it means to be a disciplined or have a self-controlled way of thinking or a mindset. And it's only used one time there. Now, it's also used in other places, um, but, it, but anytime it's used, it's always going to reference to be able to make, make your mind think in a sound way, or, but it's always referencing that and to be very disciplined in it. Now, we all have disciplines that we do every day, right? You know, for me, there's there's certain things that I do, and I'm very good at it, and I'm disciplined at it. Um, this was not one of those. 
um, you know, Les is very good with finances. Some of you are great in business and you're very disciplined with it. You're very disciplined with, with staying on task and on point. And, and, but when you've got four or five major things going on, and, and I, like I said earlier, I believe the Lord's orchestrating this to teach me and us and, you know, how you can still function in the midst of chaos and challenge and unexpected things just coming out and lasting for weeks on end. And so Paul writes to Timothy, and he says this, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the charisma, the grace of God, which is in you. And he, and he did it by the putting on of his hands. And then here's the verse. For God has not given us the pneuma of fear. You know, there's been teachings on that. Fear, the delia from delos, which means can mean the, the root word means dread the derivative means timidity or even can mean faithless when, when you look at both of those words now that's powerful isn't it he hasn't given us now I can tell you right now this this dread thing came over me with this situation it did I mean I've um, <laughs> and so he's reminding me and us and all of what we face don't let this just overtake you and it didn't overtake you but I'm still kind of in the middle of it and I've been praying Lord help me to make it through this and have the overcoming grace that leads to the overcoming crown and then he says but he has given us the pneuma of what? It starts with this first. I, I think this progression is so, so important. But, he, but he's given us dunamis. He's given us the ability of function and to move in him the way he's created us to. And then it doesn't stop there. But he's also given us, secondly, the, the agape. And all of this is, uh, is relational. All of it is, it speaks to how he wants us to be functional, but yet still feel the dread, still feel, you know, the fear that's there. You know, we, we know in our, and i got to be very careful what I say here because of where I'm working now. This, there is so much stuff going on in the spirit all over our country, all over Brazil, everywhere. And God doesn't want us to be overtaken by it, but we still, as intercessors, experience it. I mean, we have you ever felt this dread come over you to a point where it's not, not a good thing, you know? Um, have, you, have you ever felt like there's this timidity within you where you, and I've felt this too now that I think about it. I hadn't thought about it till now, but I, I did not want to be here this morning teaching you guys. Um, this is me, okay? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you this. Maybe I'm sharing too much here, but I didn't want to be here. I, I was still feeling the effects of some of this, but I, I knew that I needed to be here, and I knew I needed to, uh, the responsibility to, to do this. And then there's the faithless part. You know, where this spirit of fear, faith, it's the opposite of, of moving in what God's saying at the right hand. He hasn't given us that. He does want us moving in faith in what he's telling us there, right? It's the direct opposite. So if we're sensing or feeling this dread that's not a good thing or being to, timid to the point where we don't want to function and do the things he's called us to do, then we're, we're allowing the spirit of fear to to affect us in a way that it should not be right and that can be a challenge but here he says i'm starting this off because dunamis can explode you into something that you need to be functioning in so i have to believe if this is if this is happening if this is not you i'm, I'm, I'm grateful but there's there's function that we have to be able to maneuver in in the midst of spirit of fear okay I beat that horse to death. That the predilection to have dread or to feel the things that you're discussing is going to be very real for everyone. And having to face real, real fearful situations and not fall prey to it. 
I mean, yeah. yes, yours was closer to home. It had to do, maybe God is preparing you for something because you may have a predilection to fall prey to that. I'm not saying that none of us, none of the rest of us do. We're all much better than you, Mark, by the way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, yeah. the message itself, yes, we have encountered some, like when they came after our church. I mean, that was kind of a fearful situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that we had to just submit to God and say, this is yours. You know, we just submit to your plan. But going into some of the things that we're going to face, if you don't think this verse is not going to be operative for us, I mean, this is a very, very real, tangible situation for all the saints going forward. When you read Revelation and the things like that that we're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. Exactly. What, what she said. <laughs> um, thanks, Stacy. Um, yeah, I mean, there, the, we, could, we, could, we could all think about times like that. And I, and I remember the message that Pastor was given that morning. Remember that one? Go forward. <laughs> I still remember that. And that was great. I mean, you, you talk about, I mean, even, the, even this dread thing here, I'm thinking about, I didn't study this, but these are coming to mind now. Um, words like this were given to Joshua. D- don't be dismayed. Don't be de- discouraged. I mean, all of those things apply in, the, in this situation. It's just... And and you start you, in your mind, my mind, I start telling myself, oh, I've never, I've never really faced this before. This is so hard. This, I'm so difficult, you know. And it just kind of grates on your nerves. And so the human mind, my human mind, gets into this equation. And before I know it, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not functioning in dunamis. I'm not going hard after the purpose of God in the agape pursuit. I'm not, you know, all of, and those are all indicators that we need to do it because <laughs> the enemy and the circumstances will say the, the, the opposite and so I'm seeing this in a different way it's very personal but yet it's still very spiritual in nature because w- the enemy is furious with what pastor and the teams and all of us have accomplished in Brazil you know and even the, the 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 presidential election that went on I mean there's all of that I mean and, and we don't glorify the enemy, but yet we, God allows things for us to, to walk through them in order for us to overcome. He is, he's not wanting me to fail. Now, I might feel like I'm going to fail, but that's not God's intent. So trying to separate, you know, that crino, my stuff, your stuff from his thoughts and his ways, that, is, that can be very difficult, but his spirit is always there. Just like he did with the Shunammite woman. She didn't know what to do, right? Hey, simple solution. What do you got around you? Sell it and then pay the debt off. (laughs) Makes perfect sense to me. So let's come back to this. uh, I also like the fact that this is like the antidote. I mean, when things do happen, if you continue to do what you know to do, it really will almost shield you from those incoming thoughts that will breed fear. I mean, if you are moving in the agape, if you are functioning in your identity and your calling, and then, of course, the sound mind being um, operative also in this equation, but, I mean, just if you just take those first two, if you just continue moving how you know you're supposed to move, then the extraneous things, the Lord's going to take care of those things. I mean, I love that. I mean, there's your antidote. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I went ahead and continued kind of just studying uh, the rest of this because I think there are some connectives here um, with um, the spirit of fear versus, you know, know, the power, love, and a sound mind. Verse 8 says, Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the euangelion. So, look at, I mean, look at this. Paul's talking about to Timothy, someone that's in, in leadership, and he's telling him, stir this up, the grace that's in you, 
There's a spirit of fear that's going to come and try to make you feel like a sense of dread and you're going to be feel timid and faithless like you're not even functioning of what God's saying at the right hand. But don't, and then shame comes into play and then the testimony, the marturia comes in and then he says, be a partaker of the afflictions. The, and that's the, the, the great thing that we all love to do, right? To suffer hardships in company with the good news, the euangelion. But it's done according to the dunamis. It's linked back to being able to function the way God intends us to. And then he goes into verse 9 and says, who has saved us and called us with the hagios calling. So in the middle of this, here's our identity. Here's our calling. He's saying, this is what I've called you to do. This is who I've called you to be, and that is to function as saints. And it's not according to any works, but it's according to his own purpose, prothesis, and charis, which was given to us in Christ before the world began, the foundational intent. I mean, it's all in there. I just think it's important. It, 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 there's, there's a... Um, um, in verse 7, it says he's not given us the spirit of fear, but then he turns and he says, I have given you this. And so to me, that helps in, in keeping me aligned and focused on God's purpose and his plan. It's all in here. I, I had never been able to put these connectives together quite like this until studying this. And then he keeps going by saying, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And then Paul starts to identify that his tetheme. So you've got tetheme brought in this mix. And he says, I've been, I've been tetheme to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. I mean, I think all of this has a connection there. It's just, it's just a reminder of our identity and our calling. And then in verse 12, for this which cause also I suffer. So he talks about immediately suffering that's linked to his callings, right? As a, as a preacher, as an apostle, and as a teacher. But he said, you know what? I'm not ashamed. I, I, I don't feel the feeling of shame because of the, thing, the sufferings that come my way. And then he says, for I know in whom I believed. There's the word for faith. And I'm persuaded that he is fully able and possible to keep which, that which I've committed unto him unto that day. And then in verse 13, we'll come back to that. But a sound mind is it's something that, to me, it's a partnership. It's not something that just happens automatically. I can't do this on my own. You can't either. It's, it's, it's not by might nor by power, but it's only by his spirit that we can have this soundness of mind, that we can function in dunamis, and that we can run hard after the agape. See, we, we, we don't have this in ourselves. I know you guys know this. I'm, I'm merely stating this to, I guess, for my own personal benefit, and hopefully you're going to benefit as well. It, sometimes... When you're walking through something that's very, this is me. When I'm walking through something very challenging, I tend to be a hermit. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I tend to want to retreat. I know that's not what we should do. I'm just telling you that's how I do. But the Lord is always faithful to remind me, do not do that because I'm here for you. I don't want you to fail. I don't want you not to succeed. That is not my desire for you. I want you to not be overtaken by a spirit of fear or any demonic force out there. But when you're in it, it can be a challenge. But thank God he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He doesn't. And I'm, I have to remind myself of that continually in this, where, where, where I'm at personally. And God is still very good. And I, I can definitely declare that. Well, he says pray without ceasing. So when we have these challenges, we pray. When it looks like it's not working, we pray harder. And we, we, we yep, and we stand. We stand, therefore, in the midst of that warfare passage, right? <laughs> Prayer, 
I mean, it's all there. And, but for some reason, I don't, I don't know why. I, I t I'm saying me because I don't know how you do it. I, I wear myself out sometimes by, uh, God knows my heart here, <laughs> by the mind is very, very uh, tricky. And I'm learning, you know, the, 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 the scripture speaks of um, the heart being desperately wicked. You know, the mind is somewhat connected in some way. The soul is... Um, and so no matter what's going on, we have to come full circle back to the dunamis and the agape. And then we flow into the soundness of mind. I believe that had, that's the progression. Because when you, when you think about it, when you are functioning the way he's designed you to and you're, you're, you're moving in the agape, there's this soundness. There's this discipline thing that he's deposited within you. It's not in you or me. It's connected to the pneuma. And I think it's also connected with his purpose. I mean, sometimes when you when you get flip flop and things become more important than what God has revealed to you about what he has you doing, and other things become more important, I think that's when the agape is floundering. But when you're putting him first, you know, seek first my righteousness and myself, and when you stop doing that, then I think because what does he address right after that? He addresses all the things that we need. I mean, he addresses all those concerns that we have. But if you're just focusing on what he's doing, those things will be taken care of. But if you're not focusing on that, you've got your eyes on the things that are troubling you. And I feel like, I feel like when you talk about the agape, people just want to say it's love. But I, it's the love of purpose. It's the love of what God is doing. It's you know, you're absolutely selling every part of yourself toward the end of that fulfillment, whatever that looks like. But as soon as you stop, you know, your passion is completely upon that. If it changes, then you can see the, I mean, it's almost like blinders. You take the blinders off and all you can see all the stuff. But the, blind, the, the agape is almost like a blinder. It doesn't mean you don't see it, but you don't, you see it through his eyes. I can't explain it except that I feel it in my own walk whenever that's not my first pursuit. Just in a, in a manner of speaking, in one moment, because of what I'm doing or what is happening and I'm putting my efforts into something else, then, then I start to see all that stuff. And it happens with my kids most of all because of where they are. I, that's where my struggle is, is always keeping my eye on what God is doing and not being having the dread, not not having that feeling of overpowering disappointment, but just keep it on the Lord because God's going to take care of those things. I can't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of explaining an yeah. area for me that mm -hmm. I start, my guard goes down, I start floundering in that moment. I'm not looking at the Lord and His purpose. I'm just thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I'm the You know, and I'm just kind of wailing over it in my heart. I get some gray hairs. And I just have to return my focus, which is where I think the sound mind comes back in because you're you're the one that has to police that. You know? Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to police what your thoughts are doing. You gotta reel those suckers back in and, and repeat to yourself, God's purpose is over is more important than this. He's gonna take care of that. I'm seeking him for you know what I'm saying you just start you know, it's like a diatribe that you just have to tell yourself to bring yourself back into alignment. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say all that. It was hard to explain. No, no, no. That's fine. That, no, it, 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 that is, that's good. Um, I, the, the, the thing that I'm learning more now is seeing how his spirit, the pneuma, can help us with this discipline. And so there's that there's that there's that partnership, you know. Pastor recently was teaching about and 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 going into some things of, of that, and it was great. So the partnership, it's not like this is it 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 doesn't. It's a partnership with us being disciplined, but having His Spirit influence us to be disciplined like this, no matter what we're facing. I guess that's kind of does it make sense? 
one that has. I yes. Mean, I, I definitely think that obviously the spirit is the only way we do, we're doing anything. Right. <laughs> He's definitely showing me that more yeah. and more. <laughs> but we still have to submit ourselves to that influence. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um, let me glance here. I got about twenty minutes. Um, I, I put this second section in here. I'm not going to go into great detail about that, but soundness and leadership, and it specifically uses um, the the word sophron, which is the actual root of soundness. And again, Paul's addressing Timothy and saying anybody that wants to function in leadership in this way must be operating in this manner. So let's just keep it like that, and we'll move on to page number two. There's a couple of passages there that speaks of the bishop, which is the overseer, being sober in that regard. So after I looked at this verse, I started thinking about some of the writings that Pastor had done on um, the wholeness book. And, and specifically, as I studied the word sound, the 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 one word he wrote about with uh, Hugano, I think that's how it's pronounced, started to really stand out to me because you can see there's a similarity um, to the definition of, of these two. It mean, uh, Hugano means to have sound health. It means to be well in body, and it also has the idea of being uncorrupt in, in whatever you're, you're releasing or teaching. Um, and so I started really thinking about that, too, in this context of soundness. Um, so I looked at Luke 15, and this involves the lost son. In, in Luke 15, verses 20 through 27, it says this, And he arose, and he came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. Man, those are some extraordinary uh, principles. <laughs> Somebody that's decided, hey, I want my inheritance, I want to leave, I want to do what I want to do. The father says, you know what, I'm not going to respond the way a human father would. I'm going to respond in a divine manner here to display how when I recognize someone that's lost has come back, this is how I'm going to respond. That makes no sense to me because we want to do just the opposite. But God is totally different in his approach. And I'm, I am forever grateful for this. I really am. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He doesn't. And, man, I just, spirit just moved, came over me just then. I, I am so grateful for who he's called us to be, even though <laughs> all the things I described, he's always faithful to keep us where we need to be and remind us, don't focus on that. Think on these things, right? And then we have the whole list. But so many times, for me, I can read that when everything is pleasant. And I can say, Amen! It ain't about that time frame. It's about when things are chaotic, dreadful, fearful. In the midst of all that, can we still think on those things? And he's showing me I have a challenge in that area. That's That's a working in me and I believe all of us have that challenge whether we verbalize it or not we think it and it's just part of this walk but it but that's where the overcoming grace comes we always we have to declare Lord I know this is not feeling very good I hate it I do I hate it sometimes I feel like I'm I'm like um some of the biblical characters that were asked to do things that were so bizarre and 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 you think, God, are you telling me to do what? Lay on my side? Shave my head? Are you crazy? People thought Ezekiel was actually, he was just, he had just lost it, right? But they didn't realize that God was using him. What do you think Ezekiel thought when God told him to do those things? We don't have those insights. You know he had to think, well, did I hear the Lord? But we don't have that. But he's human just like us. And so I when the Lord does these things and he reminds me of this, like right now, this is the most clarity I'm, I've had in weeks. <laughs> the things I'm sharing with you right now, my mind is sound and it feels good. And it's a reminder 
this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. Stay focused. Don't let all the extraneous stuff around you, no matter what's going on in our government, no matter what's going on in Brazil, just remember who I've made you and who I am and you and we together in this partnership can overcome anything in this world, right? Those are biblical principles. But somehow, we, it, it's just mind-boggling how... God is just so good to us. I, I just. I come home and all I can do is lay on the couch and just do a breathing treatment. And, you know, just barely just even functioning at work. And so I, when I came last Sunday and pastor just prayed for all of us, I just felt not only was there a lifting in my breathing, but there was a lifting in my countenance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was able to share that when I went back to work because people have been worried about me. I mean, I've had yeah. people say, are you sicker than you're telling us you are? And I'm like, well, not to my knowledge, but it has been not only just difficulty in my breathing, but it's been an oppression mm -hmm. that has just come. And you you battle that. You, I mean... I do, you know, and and just you know having to take every thought captive. But when you can't hardly walk across your condo because you're just difficulty yep. breathing, it it is an oppression. It really is. And and I totally maybe not from a physical standpoint, but my well, yes, I, I understand that. This whole soundness thing that I want to get into before we. Uh, leave is is so important because God wants us sound in every way, exactly. not just spiritually, not just physically, but mentally. Now I'm going to share this with you. Okay, our education system is broken in a major way. There are hundreds. And hundreds of teachers. And I've read these posts and I've talked to them that are mentally exhausted from the demands of what's being placed on them to teach the next generation. Hundreds of these. It was not this way 20 years ago when Trisha and, and, and many educators got into it. It was totally different. And, and I believe in the coming days that this soundness that we're talking about and pastors written about and God speaks of in the scripture is where his spirit is going to just make everything work the way he intended it to mentally physically spiritually emotionally in every way he wants us to be whole right and that mental aspect here is what I'm focusing on here but there's physical as well so you know as well as I, you've got to be able to focus. You've got to be able to focus on what you're doing, no matter what it is, whether it's being here, writing, teaching, educator, business, finances, in a meeting. You've got to be able to focus. And when that's not there, it's very, very challenging. But what I'm saying is if, if, if we focus on these three elements, the, the, the dunamis, the agape, that leads to the soundness of mind, being able to be disciplined in the midst of all of this stuff here because Paul started talking about being a partaker, shame coming in. I mean, he's talking about all these things that he experienced, the maturia, the testimony. Don't be ashamed of that. Um, partner with whatever God's doing, even if it doesn't feel so great. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand. So let's look at a few of these before... We, in, we were on the lost son, and it's very interesting that this, now I'm not saying we're lost, okay, but I, I do believe some of these principles could apply. So in verse 22, it says, And the son said to his father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Uh-oh. 
and let us eat and be merry. For this son was dead and is alive again. The fact that he's saying this son was alive again meant he was alive at some previous point, right? <laughs> so in the midst of our sonship journey, hear me out here. I'm just, this is me. This is probably not you. What is death anyway? Is it just physical? It's not just that. It's anything that we partake of that can not lead to life spiritually. Can We can sense this and feel like something is kind of not as alive as it needs to be, right? And I'm just kind of drawing on experience here. Just give me a little bit of liberty, please. Um, and he was lost and is found. They began to be merry. And now the elder son in the field, as he came, he drew and he heard music, dancing. And he called one of his servants and says, what does this mean? The brother's come, the father's killed, the fatted calf, and he's received safe and sound. This is a double issuance here of Hugano, to have be of sound health in every way. And I know in the coming days, as we continue this journey, these sons that have been affected in a lot of different ways, physically, mentally, God's going to use this type of, of healing power to re release into them by his spirit that's going to result in total soundness, perfect soundness. And that's great. I mean, <laughs> Paul speaks to Timothy, and we all know this passage in 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 4, about sound doctrine. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who's going to judge the quick and the dead as is appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the kairos is going to come where they're not going to endure. They're not going to put up. They don't want it. Any Hugano sound doctrine or instruction. But after their own lust or after their own longings where they've set their heart upon something, they're going to heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the aletheia and shall be turned into fables. Now, I looked at this word for turned here. It's different than the turn away above. It means to, uh, uh, to deflect something, um, which is very interesting. What are, what are they deflecting themselves away from and to? They're, they're deflecting away from the truth, the aletheia, and they're going after something that's identified as a fable. It's just a very picturesque description there. And, but not putting up with this. Why wouldn't somebody want to be sound and whole and healthy in every way? That makes no sense at all, right? If you're mentally worn out and exhausted, which is a tactic of the enemy in the end times, right? He's going to try to attempt to wear out the saints. <laughs> try nothing. It says he's going to do this to us, but it doesn't say you're going to stay in that wear, wear, it out, wear it out state, right? It doesn't say that. Sometimes you read it and you think, oh, my God, oh, I'm feared of that, you know. Fear that. We just need to know that if we feel like we're worn out or exhausted, get into dunamis and explode into function into agape to get to go hard after his purpose and then the soundness of mind comes to where he teaches us how to be disciplined in it and to stay focused in it now i think the the blinders analogy works really well because anybody can stay focused when everything's great anybody can do that the challenge is can you do it in the midst of wars Rumors of wars and all this other chaos called famines. <laughs> the real deal. And that's the real challenge. But we can do it through him. We can. We can do all things through Christ who gives us and empowers us in strength. We can do that. We, we have to. Those are the declarations we need to be making. I need to be making and say we can do this. I'm not going to let the spirit of fear and dread and timidity and faithlessness come over me. I'm going to believe what God says from the right hand, that I am an intercessor, I am an overcomer, and all those declarations we need to make. There's the positive things that are coming out of this. 
Please don't leave here thinking, oh, man, this doom, gloom, dark. I mean, <laughs> the day of the Lord is what? <laughs> I mean, we though all of those principles, God has been he's still preparing us, but I still, I still don't always get it readily what he's trying to teach me. I'm just thinking, oh, it's a great idea. Make a little extra money, right? Let's sell this over here. Let's sell this over here. And then the word of the Lord comes and says, boop, you see what I told Elisha? And I'm like, yeah, but I still didn't get it. And this thing started to manifest. And I'm like, oh, boy, I see it now. <laughs> I want to be able to know. And maybe this is a frailty of mine. <laughs> but when he says a word like that, I'd like to have more insight to go, oh, something really big is coming. We need to prepare. And I think we do. But we still, when it starts to happen, I'm just like taken away by it, not really knowing even though God's already prepared us. Does that, that make sense? <laughs> Click on the can-dos or the able-tos, because they're usually dunamis, though. That's usually a dunamis word. Uh -huh. But I can do all things. I can do is, is iscus. It's iscuo. So you can, you can fulfill iscus, that iscus level of authority when he gives you the function dunamis that's through Christ and that's what those powers are for that that's that empowerment is to fulfill the points of authority through our calling that he's given us because that's iscus is that territorial or continental um, authority I just found that really when I mean, you brought that up and I thought you know, no, that's great. Sometimes mm -hmm. I just click on words just to see what they are, and I was really surprised by that because I was expecting it to be I can do myself things through Christ because He gives me dunamis. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. kind of a repetition there, but it's not. It's a, it's that uh, iscuo word. Anyway, that was kind of an aside. No extra charge for that. I, I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a great observation. Yeah. Great insight. All right, a few more minutes left here. Let me look and see. Um, sound words. We're all familiar with um, that. There, uh, you know, the writing to Timothy is is, and it's in the context of servants and masters. But the principle is, um, if people are not holding to these Hugano sound words, withdraw yourself. Simple as that. Um, Let's look at page three. We'll finish up here. Um, sound in the faith. That links back to um, uh, the office of the bishop or those that are in leadership within, within the church. And boy, do we need soundness there. Um, I want to end with 3 John 1, verses 1 and 2. This is the Hugano health. Um, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth... Beloved, I wish above all things that you might prosper and be Hugano, even as your soul prospers. Now, this, I, Pastor's written about this. I mean, there's some things in here about wishing that he's focused on, which was great. But one thing that I noticed in, in, in connection with that is, is this above all things, there's something that is being focused on here and, and what is that number one is to prosper now i hadn't looked at this term before ever studied it but if you look at it it means to 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 get help or aid while you're on the road or a pathway and to be successful in reaching towards something i thought that was i thought that was great that leads this into the next step where he wants us to be Hugano. He wants us to be sound in health and in every way. Mental, I mean, I'm focusing on the mental aspect of this because a lot of times everything that we face, not every time, but a lot of times it's, 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 it's this mental battlefield that we, we fight against. And then he says, he ends it, even as your soul prospers, the same word for prosperity there. It's just very interesting. And with that said, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to conclude. Now, I wrote a few more notes here. Um, 
Let me look at those real quick. So where where are you at, Spirit? I just ask you that uh, rhetorically. Where am I at spiritually? If you're facing any of these things, let's all continue to focus on dunamis, agape, and this disciplined mind progression. That threefold cord is something that will help every one of us from now to whenever. Yeah, it's very. And the more that I think about it, yeah, it, it is it is a powerful sequence, and I believe it's in that that order is is there for a purpose too, because <laughs> as we operate in function and explosiveness and breakthrough and and the way we're created and uh, by His design, then we we step into the agape passionately going after his purpose and then then that keeps us very disciplined i i know i'm not putting this into great words but it it there is something that he is doing with our discipline with this well you yeah the mind is a battlefield yeah So I just had this, this thought, sorry. In the middle, what's there for that progression? That's it. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the one thing in the middle there, sandwiched, that is going to help. I, I mean, so obvious to you probably, but it just, it just hit me. No, but it is the truth. That's yeah. what you're breathing after. <sighs> yeah. We're three parts, right? We're spirit, mind, and body. The spirit and the body have different goals altogether. Completely. <laughs> the, the factor that swings the balance is the mind. And as with anything else, almost, <coughs> two out of three win. Which way is the mind going to go? Is it going to go with the spirit, or is it going to go with the body? But two out of three wins. And what we allow our minds to do determines where we are and where we're going. In every part of our life, spiritually, mentally, physically, every, every part, two out of three wins. And we can lose sight of our goals very quickly uh, when we're in the of having issues and it, you may have seen something I, I did there's a commercial on TV and there's a, a pastor I don't know his name but he's bald headed and he's walking along the beach <laughs> watch out calling a bald head that bear might come out says, <laughs> you know um, the people I'll have to paraphrase because paraphrase <laughs> but I when I saw it I went that's so true the people that are the least happy are the people who try the hardest to be happy. And I'm paraphrasing what he said. Sure. And so that tells me that the goals are important. If your goals are going to be to be happy, you're going to be the least happy. And in all of these cases, when, when the Old Testament character, New Testament character, they all had their issues. There was a great big me right in the middle of it. When we have our own issues, there's a great big me right in the middle of that. And where is me going to fit into this solution? Is it going to make me happy? Am I going to get out of this and I'll be happy again? Me. And that's all part of that mind. The way the mind swings to the, toward the spirit or toward the body, that's driving the ship right there. Mm -hmm. And it's 
that's an oversimplification, but I believe that's just the way it is. No, that's 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 some great great insight there. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. Anybody? Anybody else? explosive about the things that God shows you, it also makes you kind of emotionally reactionary to other things. I mean, you just have because you, you're just driven that way. You're just kind of built that way. So it's not that it's a wrong thing. It's just something he's trying to discipline or bring into a point of you actually have you've had dominion over this. It doesn't feel like it right now and maybe through your life you really haven't but he's trying to take you through the paces Right. Just like any special ops person, they gotta go through those. Um, uh, what are those things called when they're? I can't think of it. When the, you you know the training. The, yeah, the, the, all the an training obstacle steps. Like an obstacle course. <clears throat> and you think about all the different ways that they they create this specific challenge for those special ops people. They have to endure that challenge. They have to be successful in that challenge in a place where they can live. So that when they go out, when their life's on the line, they can actually succeed in that same challenge out in life. And I think that you've kind of got your own little obstacle course, and God is taking you through these paces because, you know, you're going to be out in what's really happening out there, and lives really will hang in the balance in the coming days for all of us. Not that you live or die, but you think about what your responsibility is for a nation or a group of people that you've been given you know, a responsibility for. And so their lives are all based on how you're going to react to situations because, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah. it's going to impact no, I, the people I totally, around you. I so, totally understand. Yeah. And, I, and I think for all of us, um, I know Pastor taught, this is a, the really, the root word of this is friend. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. I'm sure you saw that. I saw it, just didn't. And Pastor taught on that, I guess either in spring so like or spring recently. I would just totally recommend everyone to try to rehearse that because if God is not trying to prepare us for the coming days, you know, that is a huge one. That is, like you, like, like Dennis said, that's where it's all at. That's where we decide. And if we can't discipline yeah. that part yeah. of it, so th and those teachings were amazing about the friend. Which way are we going to let our mind go? That's right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just think it's, I think it's very timely. I'm sorry you're having to go through it <laughs> to uh, share it with us, but oh, it's, I know it's, God's it's doing something really our, good, you know, and that's what, yeah. that's what we hang on to. He's, it's always for the good. Yeah. Well, it's something, if it's something that you absolutely had to go through, I think you 